Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And my name is Jeremy. And this is the voice. This is la voix. This is Lavoie. Guys, <laughs> we are finally doing our voice episode. You, finally. You, if you're a regular listener, you know that like we're not like the biggest fans of the show, but it's still part of Kelly's career and it's a big part of it. So in honor of the new season, it, it just started recently, season 23, I think, um, we figured it's probably time for us to do an episode. Yeah, we haven't exactly been kind to the voice over the years on the podcast. It's nothing against the show. It's just I think of most all of Kelly's projects. It I mean, is it safe to say, Pam, this is probably one of our least favorite parts of it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like, it's funny because I when she first got like announced that she was doing the voice, like I was actually really, really excited. Same. Um. Because prior to this, you know, we're right now we are so used to getting so much Kelly content with the talk show and the voice. Like we're getting new stuff every day, multiple stuff every day. But like for a very large chunk of Kelly's career, we were very thirsty for any content, any performance, any interview, anything. Mm -hmm. So this kind of came around at, at a time when we were still a little bit on the thirsty side when it comes to content. (laughs) Um, Of course, that would very quickly change. And then, you know, the talk show would come soon after. But I was super excited when she joined The Voice. And I kind of have forgotten how much I actually watched. Um, I actually watched four seasons of The Voice. And I didn't realize I had watched that much. If you would have asked me, I would have said maybe two. Um... And the only the the time I stopped, I noticed, is the season. Uh, I think it was season eighteen when they started. That was the season where they had to do half of it in lockdown because that's when COVID hit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Like it just wasn't the same. I mean, they mm-hmm. did what they could. They did a great job, like given the circumstances, but it wasn't enough to keep my attention. Um. So yeah, I watched season fourteen through seventeen, and I kind of didn't realize I was that invested. Yeah, and before Kelly had been on the show, I think I watched the first season of The Voice just because it was this new singing competition and I wanted to know, okay, what's going to make it so different? What's going to be unique about this particular show? And there were parts of it that I was like, okay, that's that's kind of different. That's kind of cool. But there wasn't anything that really grabbed me and, and kept me with the show. Uh, I thought that the judges were kind of fun, but and even in the first season, they they really didn't figure out that it was actually the judges who are sort of the stars of the show. And then, you know, the, the talent is, you know, unfortunately kind of secondary. But yeah. later, later on, especially once they got, you know, the, the relationship between Blake and Adam Levine kind of centered, then it really became, OK, this is a show that is. The comedic relief is the judges, and then you've also got some really talented people that come through. Now, going back to sort of our early statement about how this isn't exactly one of our favorite projects, I think, and I don't know if we've ever really gone into depth on why we don't really 
love the voice. My particular feelings about it is that I have become very jaded on talent shows because it has been a while since a, and I'm going to say specifically a singing competition. So, you know, your America's got talent, those kinds of things I'm not including, but it's been a while since a singing competition has created a bona fide superstar. And I understand that with the number of singing shows that there are and the number of seasons that there are, it's just kind of not feasible for them to create a superstar every single year. Otherwise, pop radio right now would only be singing competition contestants. I mean, it's just, it's not possible. But when you look at American Idol past, like, I don't know, season 10, 11, and then you get shows like The Voice, you go to, I mean, I'll even throw in duets, Nashville Star, you name it, all these random yeah. singing competitions. We really have not had a bona fide star. And so the longer separated we are from having a big star come out of one of these shows, the less I got interested in them. And by the time Kelly came around, I mean, I, I was fine having never watched The Voice again. And Kelly was the only reason why I tuned into that show. And I was thinking while you were talking about the the number of seasons that you watch, I think I made it about three. I think I didn't watch the COVID season. So that was about the last. And then I would kind of, you know, just, you know, okay, if it was on and I was sitting on the couch, I would watch, but I wasn't watching with, with any kind of regularity. Yeah. And again, also, it's it's a definitely a shift within the music industry because there's a lot of, it, you know, when, when Kelly was on Idol, that, you know, that was a brand new, I mean, I guess, yeah, we had Star Search back in the day, but like, it was like a really kind of a new phenomenon, at least yeah. for, the 20, the, for the 21st century. And um, it was a way to discover new artists. And I mean, we all know now, like, there's so many different avenues, whether that's just like TikTok or whatever that might be of just finding mm -hmm. new people. So like, the talent shows aren't as, I don't want to say important, but it, they're not. I mean, and you're right at this point, the coaches are really what make the show and they're the ones who really drive in the ratings. Yeah, I mean, it, it's entertainment, you know, yeah. it's, it's something in between law and order episodes, honestly, <laughs> because honestly, yeah, it's it is more about the coaches now. And I sort of look at the voice almost more like a game show. Yeah, because there's all this entertainment that keeps me engaged with the banter between the coaches. And then you've got some really nice talent. And at the end of the show, they win a nice prize of uh, I don't know what even really what they win anymore. They do get it. They I think they they do get a record deal, but I don't think they're getting worked on very much like, hey, you're going to get a record deal. It might not be a huge budget and they're not going to put a ton of promo in it. Hence, we see the last many artists that are just not doing anything. Yeah, I think really what it does is that it's a nice little prize at the end. You get a small record deal with a label and you get the support of your coach. But I think what it does more than that is that it opens the door for that particular artist to uh, and specifically kind of start their career, kind of gives them that little extra push to get yeah. them out there to get going so that they can do things like open big tours in what we've seen with not only Bryn, but I know that Girl Named Tom was out. I believe they were out opening for Pentatonix the last time I saw uh, them at all. So it is a nice little stepping stone into the industry, but it's not 
the same kind of a prize like what Kelly or Carrie won back in the day. Like they were, you know, promised these big contracts and there was this big hype leading up to albums. There has been no big hype leading up to any album of anybody that's come through the voice. I, I like to say, or I like to think that I'm a bit on the pulse of, of current music. At least I've been in the past and I've never been ever hearing anybody going, Oh my gosh, you know, we're just sitting around waiting for that Jake Hoot record. You know what I mean, nobody's nobody's saying that. You know, I think maybe some of the early contestants, but yeah, I I, like, I can't I can't see it with any of these newer ones. It's more like, hey, congratulations, you won the show. Here's some money. Here's a record deal. Here's a here's some here's a list of contacts for when you want to go and open some tours. Best of luck to you. Oh, and here's kelly's uh burner phone number in case you ever need some advice oh my god i mean like the only one of the only artists i can think of off, off the top of my head and forgive me i'm not even sure if she won i don't really remember um the only person that really comes to mind is like i'm not gonna say a household name but a fairly known name in the industry is cassidy pope but yep. i only know of her from her hey monday days way before the voice and I was uh -huh. like, she's and same with like uh, Dia Dia Frampton. Mm -hmm. She was in that group. They had like a, they had like one hit on like alternative like the the alternative circuit in the mid two thousands. Megan Dia, like I know them from that, not from The Voice. So it was interesting yeah. to like see people that like did have a little bit of a career go on The Voice as well, thinking it might catapult them a bit more. And I don't know, like just talent shows in my eyes are not what they used to be, and like. I don't know if if I'm home, I'll put it on, but like it's not seem gonna like be like okay, it's Tuesday night, I have to go home and watch The Voice, and yeah. the only reason why I'd watch is to watch Kelly's banter with Blake, and that's yeah. ending after the season. So yeah, well, and, and like we said, you know, it's it's kind of more of an entertainment show now, and it's like if I want to get entertainment from Kelly Clarkson, I'm gonna watch the Kelly Clarkson exactly. show because that's a little more focused on her we get more of her from that show and the voice just doesn't really keep my attention as much as it used to anymore it's going to be interesting to see uh, what lies ahead for the voice uh, you know obviously with Blake leaving the show he's been the the constant on that show so i don't know if that means that they're going to find another judge who's going to be sort of the I don't know how to phrase it, you know, sort of the the old stalwart, you know, the the one that's always there and yeah. the other three kind of rotate in and out. I don't know if they're going to change up the judges every year now. Uh, there's even been some rumors. Uh, we've been seeing some rumors circulating that there's a chance that the show might move to New York. Um, so there's a lot of different things swirling around when it comes to the voice after this current season. But as far as our episode today, we wanted to focus more on specifically Kelly's appearances on The Voice, both as a guest and as a judge herself. And we're going to go through and we're not going to, you know, do the usual miss into podcast, walk through every single season and every single contestant. Uh, Pam and I have gone through and we've picked out some of our highlight moments, some of our favorite performances of uh, Kelly's time on The Voice. And we'll share those with you today and, and kind of reminisce a little bit about some of her time on there when we were enjoying the the times on The Voice. Uh, but we're not going to do any kind of a big giant breakdown because no. especially when you have a show that has, you know, 20 plus seasons like this, it's it's a little difficult to do that. 
And uh, we'll also throw in some stuff from before she was even a judge or coach, yes. whatever whatever the word is, coach. Because um, yeah. she made a couple of appearances before season 14. So we'll yep. talk about that as well. So I went ahead and like went through. I went through the entire list of every performance she has done on that show, which is a lot. Yeah. And I narrowed it down into a handful of my favorite performances. So how do we want to do this? We can go back and forth because I have a feeling that with the number of performances that there are, there's going to be some overlap. Yeah. So by all means, let's just kind of go and, and talk about some of our favorite performances. By the way, before we get going too far, in the last, like, I don't know, 36 hours or so, I've watched more of The Voice <laughs> than, than I have in five years. Same. So um, also, it, it gave me license to go back and revisit the uh, I did some of the some of Kelly's promo that was leading up to the voice. So whenever she was on talk shows and stuff to promote her being on the voice or, you know, promoting a new voice season. And it got me down to the day drinking thing with oh. Seth Myers. <laughs> if you have I mean, my God, if you haven't watched that, first of all, what is with your life? Second of all, I forgot that the whole reason she was on that was to promote that she was going to be on her first season of the voice. Yeah. And. Even all these years later, I was still crying, laughing at that whole bet, uh, that whole bit. So uh, I'm contractually it, obligated to do NBC press. Yes, <laughs> I mean Seth screaming since you've been gone with the, the headphones on. Kelly making a Blake Shelton shot. Uh, the, the I mean, just it's it's absolute gold if you uh, if you have either never watched it or if you haven't watched it in a while is it on youtube because i feel like it wasn't it on is. youtube it is it or is, is it, on it Facebook? is back on youtube oh, no, it's, it is back on youtube yeah okay because it was gone for a while so i'm glad it was it's back. oh god it's so yeah. funny it's one of her best interviews ever i would love for her to do it again it really really was and i, I just remember thinking as i was watching it this most recent time i was thinking oh my god she was very brave to take all those like random shots of like hot sauce and she made that drink uh, with bananas in it, and I was like, "Bananas." That's right. I was, and she was down in that stuff. And I'm, and I, I watched that episode or that that bit rather, and I thought, "Man, Kelly would drink me under a table." Oh my god, Sam! And like the my, I remember it was like the the Grammy drink. It was like not the award, my grandma, and here the Werther's original, the butterscotch. Uh, is, is, is she dead? No, she's back in my apartment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's dead. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, guys, we're going to get started. Anyway. I am not going in order whatsoever. Is that okay? No. I'm just going to no. flip-flop. Okay. Even though I did make a nice outline by season, but I'm going to flip-flop. So the first one I want to <laughs> mention, I had I had not seen this performance since season 15, since it aired, and I forgot how funny it was. So it was the coach performance for season 15. They sing Honeybee by Blake Shelton, and it's Blake. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's Blake, Adam, and Jennifer Hudson, and they're in, like, the middle of, like, I guess, like, like, like L.A., and it's for Halloween. So Jennifer and Adam and Blake are all dressed up as, like, superheroes, like Batman, Robin, Catwoman. <laughs> Kelly comes out wearing a penguin costume. <laughs> <laughs> and it's way too big for her it is yeah. way too big um, this is this is what inspired me to actually track that very same costume down because it's 
I think, I mean, I'm sure she's probably got like the expensive whatever, whatever of Hollywood version of it, but I found the like nearly identical version at Spirit Halloween <laughs> and have worn it many a Halloween since. Have you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, need to, I need to see a picture of that. Oh, for sure. Okay. Um. Anyway, I don't have like a ton of comments on this. Like, it, it's not like the best vocal ever. It, it was really good. And I just, I thought it was so much fun. And this is probably the most fun I've ever seen any of the coaches having in any performance in the history of the show they're just <laughs> cracking up throughout the whole thing and mainly at kelly because she just looks so absurd because yeah. she's the only one wearing like a non-superhero costume and it's really cute um i'm gonna preface a lot of the um performances that we're gonna be talking about today some of them weirdly are not on youtube so you either have to go to mm -hmm. facebook or randomly tvguide.com has a lot of these. I don't know why. <laughs> Your exclusive source of old voice clips, tvguide.com. Seriously. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I love this performance. It's so cute. Uh, it's a, I love the song in general. Like I've this is a Blake song I actually know and I do enjoy. And uh check it out if you want a, a good laugh. Yeah. Uh my first one that I have is from Kelly's first season on The Voice in season 14. Uh, and I'm going to fast forward all the way to the finale when she and Bryn did their cover of Don't Dream It's Over. I, If I had to rank my Kelly contestants, my Kelly uh, coaching mentors, whatever they're called, I would say Bryn is probably easily number one. I think that, I mean, while Kelly has found some really great talent over the years on The Voice, Brynn, I think, is still my favorite. And she was just such a young, raw talent and has so much potential that I'm still very interested in her career and interested in following her career. Uh, I would say probably my next closest favorite is probably a girl named Tom because I really, really love their harmonies together. And it was just so unique to have a trio go as far as they did and ultimately win the show. That was just such a spoiler alert, by the way, in case you're still <laughs> catching up on all your voice episodes. Uh, but it was just, I mean, they were really, really great together. And I love when they sing with Kelly and I've got a couple of uh, their appearances on my list here, but uh, don't dream it's over uh, doing the crowded house tune. It's one of the best songs from the eighties, first and foremost, and then just Kelly and Bryn's voices together were so good. And I just, I still marvel at how good Bryn's voice was for being as young as she was. Yeah, this was on my list too. Like Bryn in this performance sound, and she was like 14 or 15 at the time. She sound like she has lived through something. Like she has that much yeah. depth to her voice that's like aching. You're, I'm like, oh my God, what have you experienced at that age? You know, and it's just such a, it's a talent. And it was like it was proof that she was winning that that season that night. Um, yep. And the beauty is that this is also on streaming. They went ahead and recorded it, mm -hmm. and it's on all the streaming platforms. So um, definitely check it out. I own um, it. You own it. Oh, yeah. My my next one I'm gonna do is also from season 14. It was the coach performance. I have a lot of coach performances on here, which I didn't mean to do, but they're just really good. Oh yeah. Um. This one is Nina Simone feeling good that she did with Alicia Keys. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this was the first coach performance that, to my knowledge, we saw that Kelly was part of. 
throughout her entire time mm-hmm. on the show. She did this on duets with Jason Farrell, which was wonderful. But doing it with Alicia Keys, just completely different kind of performance. And yeah. um, the two of them sound so good together. And it's just so sexy and so soulful. And she does all this like fun little whistle notes at the end. It's just a really beautiful and like oof kind of performance. I don't know. It just I don't know. It's just, I I love this song and I will never get sick of Kelly singing it. And I would love for her to do this even on like Helioki or something else, you know, in in the future. It's just yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Uh, my next one, I'm going to fast forward to season 22. And this one I feel like is sort of kind of cheating because this is not Kelly with any of the judges. This is actually a Kelly solo performance. And this is when she did Santa, Can't You Hear Me? And I think one of the reasons why I like this so much is because this was the, I believe, the first time we ever saw her do Santa, Can't You Hear Me? solo without Ariana Grande. And you can tell that this is a big song to carry by yourself, especially because I think it was probably intended to be a duet. And so you you can almost even tell that Kelly is like, like three quarters of the way through the song. You can tell she's winded. Like you can tell she is working through this song. Uh, I also, I like it because it's a great performance with Kelly sort of working with not her usual band. She's working primarily with the voice band. Jason is there. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I could see Lester back there on the drums, but it it might not be. They didn't get any real clear close-up shots of whomever was drumming. But that's about it. That's about all it is from Kelly's original band. And so she's working with people that, I mean, granted, the the house band on the voice is certainly, you know, familiar with her. But uh, it was kind of cool to see her working with, an entirely different group of musicians. And the fact that she just nails this song, she's got a bunch of different background singers who kind of helped to pick up a bit of the, of the load, but uh, it was just a really, really cool performance. And I don't know how many times we're going to get to see her perform that song solo. So it was a, it was a neat moment on the show. That was in my honorary mentions section. Um, I, definitely prefer the duet but like there is no question about how talented and how difficult this performance was not only like with ariana but like by herself that is a hard thing to do because you're doing so many you're doing multiple parts and it's already a huge vocal it's like oh my god so i I give her a lot of credit for that yeah considering Um, that there's two big crescendos in that song and then you've got to come right back in and keep singing i mean it's a it's a tough, tough tough song to sing And I just think that she she pulls it off effortlessly. Yep. My next one is from season 17. And it's a performance that she did with some of her uh, contestants on Team Kelly. She performed it with Max Boyle, Hello Sunday, Jake Hu, and Shane Q. It's their performance of Linger by the Cranberries. Ah, yes. I had this on my list, too. This is a song that I feel like no matter what your voice sounds like, you're going to sound good singing it. It just it makes everyone sound good, um, and they harmonize really well together. Like you know, a lot of her contestants on like those specific artists. You got R and B, you got country, you got pop. You got the, the, they all worked really well, and mm. their harmonizing at the end is 
absolutely gorgeous. Um, whenever Kelly performs this, like it'll always be on my list. Um, she's done it a few times. She did it here. She did it on Kelly She did it all I ever wanted pre-show. And I will like never will never get sick of her doing this. I I this is like a cover that's probably one of my favorites. It's so simple, but it's so powerful at the same time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I mean, look, Linger is is one of my favorite Cranberry songs, and it is such a beautiful song to begin with. And then you've got all these really great, unique, like you said, different voices all around her singing that song. I mean, it's it's just a it's a great performance and a great version of that song. For my next one, this one was a bit of a surprise. Uh, this is another one that involves both coaches and contestants on the show. And it is the Sly and the Family Stone cover of Everyday People. And this is when Kelly is on the show with, and I'm trying to remember all of the, it was Blake, Nick Jonas and John Legend, if I'm not mistaken. And then I think it was like the top eight or top nine or something. There were still a lot of contestants left. And this is season it was, eight? I think it was 18. 18, this, yeah. This okay. was the, uh, I think this was the first COVID season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I did not have any recollection of this performance. I had to actually go back and find it. So uh, this one was one that I really, really liked. And I actually watched it twice because... I was too busy like bouncing around and watching all the different performances. And I'm and, like, sometimes I'm focusing on the contestants. Sometimes I'm just fo- focusing on Kelly. So this is a really cool performance. I love this song too. This is just a, what a classic song. And I was really pumped up that they sort of chose to do this song. Um, I maybe would have waited until they had a few less contestants because there really just is a lot of, there's a lot of voices on stage. But otherwise, this is a great performance. It's kind of amazing what they were able to do mm-hmm. during COVID. It's because like no one was prepared for it. Like I, I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure this was like a quarantine performance. I think that's yeah. why they did it the way they did. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. So it was like, well, there's a lot to watch. Oh, it's like extremely like stimulating. You're like squirrel, squirrel. Where do I go? You know, <laughs> where do I watch? Um, it's like really impressive, even though like I, I admitted I stopped watching at this point, but like it is incredible what the like the tech that was involved in producing yeah. all this stuff and producing it remotely. Like, mm-hmm. hey, so and so, can you set up a full like camera mic system in your living room? Uh mm-hmm. so I can try to help you over Zoom setting it up. What an incredible thing. And they have to do that for multiple people. Like yeah. it's it was impressive. So Good pick. Thanks. Um, my next one is one that I did not choose for vocals. <laughs> I chose for <laughs> for fun. Um, it is season twenty with the with the coaches. It was Blake, Nick, and John. It's their cover of "Together Forever" by Rick Astley. <laughs> um, so much fun. So this was like Nick Jonas's like return to the uh, voice and. It's funny because they tried doing like this like little like eighties theme, but Kelly's really the only one who actually like looks eighties in here. Yeah. Like everyone else just looks like it's like in a regular Saturday. She has like the crazy teased hair. She has like the really high shoulder pads. Um, Blake sings the most of it, but Kelly and John definitely do some. A li- they have a little bit of solo. They do a little bit of harmony. And I actually found a video of Rick Astley 
reacting to this performance, which is why oh, nice. I put it on I put this on my my list. He I don't know if he really realized how good of a singer Kelly was. Yeah. He was like he was so impressed that she added a lot of soul to her little part and she was also she was he was like who knew John and Kelly sounded so good together. Yeah. Um, so it was just like really cool that like, you know, an icon like him was like like loved and reacted to this performance. I wish Kelly had a bit of a bigger part on it, but mm-hmm. It's so corny and I love it. It's so cute. It's so cute. I love it. That's awesome. Um, my next uh, choice on my list of some of my favorite voice performances comes from the season 19 finale. And this is a season that I did not watch. And so when I was going off of the list of performances, I had to seek this one out. And you're going to have to help me out here. Is the, is the contestant's name Dez? Yeah, it's like D-E-S-Z. I think yeah. this is on my honorary mention because I think I know what song you're going to pick. It's yeah, good. this is uh, her performance of Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman. And yeah. any time Kelly does Whitney Houston, you have my attention. Is it Whitney or Shaka? Or did one do a cover of one? Well, it's. I mean, it's Whitney's version of I'm Oh, Every okay. Woman. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And it is just so good. And this, I feel bad actually that I didn't watch this season because uh, the the contestant Des is is very very good. Is just an incredible singer. Um, and just hearing again, hearing Kelly doing Whitney is like almost like a like putting a blanket around you on like a cold night. It just it's very comforting and very cozy. And I love every time she does it. So. This was a this was a no brainer to go on my list. I was gonna save it for a little bit later, but I was like, I was excited to talk about it. So yeah, I'm every woman again. It, give me Kelly doing Whitney Houston anytime, and I am in. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, this was on another one of my like honorary mentions. I'm currently looking right now to see um, if this is the only time she's ever sung this, and I think it is. Yeah. Well, oh no, she, no, she didn't. She did it for season one of yeah, the talk she, show. Yeah, she did it season one, Kelly Oki. Oh my god! I was about to say I wish I want her to do it solo, and she has. That is what four seasons of karaoke will do. You forget because there's so <laughs> many. You're like, I, I want her to cover this. It's like she did. Yeah. I'm like, oh shoot. Um. All right. Well, now I have to go back and and watch that. That was going to be my entire comment, being like, okay, love the duet. Let's hear her solo, and <laughs> she has done it. Yeah. Well, see, I listen. My brain from four years ago isn't really great. Um. <laughs> good choice, though. Good choice. Yeah. Thanks. Um, my next choice is one. It said this was a uh, pre-coach pick. This is season eight, so I don't know what year that is. Um, I think it was oh, – what year was this? Oh, you know what? This is 2015, I think, because she has the half-shaven head. Okay, that answers my question. That's funny. That's that's a, that's a great talent. I appreciate that. <laughs> is it? I didn't think that was that hard. <laughs> uh, anywho. Oh, God. Everyone's going to think I'm a – weirdo now um anyway 2015 ish we'll say um she performed i had no memory of this this was probably something like i'm like oh cool kelly's gonna be on the voice tonight i'm gonna watch it i watched it and i don't think i've watched it since (laughs) that happens a lot um i had no memory of her covering i'd rather go blind on the voice i thought that was just like a tour thing um, so she did it season eight with a contestant who was on Pharrell's team named, I hope I'm saying this right, Corinne Hawthorne, I think. Okay. And um, 
I mean, this is already such a soulful, like, song. We we know that. But this girl, Corinne, oh, my God, her voice. It reminds me a little bit of, of, of Brynn in the sense that's, like, this girl's 17. She's a baby. And she has this, like, incredibly deep, powerful, soulful voice. And she's lived a bunch of lives. And I'm like, she sounds like a mixture of, like, Linda Perry meets Brittany Howard. She's yeah. good. Um, do you know Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I vaguely. I mean, I I watched this performance too. Yeah. Okay. I just like don't have a ton of comments except for like, please go like anyone listening. If you like soul, watch this performance of I'd rather go blind. It's I don't have a ton of comments. It's just like, wow, why have I been sleeping on this one? And like, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna this is gonna come back into like regular rotation in my random watching it was really good and i don't know where what corinne is up to maybe she's huge and i'm on i'm unaware that's possible <laughs> um but she is really talented so i'd be very curious to to you know hear her her solo stuff if she has anything up on like streaming i was super impressed well and you sort of alluded to it at the beginning when you were talking about it but yeah she kelly did this on the stronger tour yep uh and then as always how we forget this was also a Kelly Oki in season one. How do you remember this? Oh my God. My memory's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. So yeah, go seek that one out as well. This is a cover that she does, I guess a lot, but like it, she does it so well that like it's a treat whenever you hear it. But again, it's really. Kelly doing Etta James. Like, I mean, it's if incredible. there's one Kelly goes way back with Etta James covers. So anytime she does it. And I love that. She's gotten to the point where she's like, you know, everybody does at last. Like, I want to do some other Etta James songs, reminding people that this woman had a huge catalog of tunes mm -hmm. and Kelly does them so, so well. And this is just such a good song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I more Etta, more Etta. Yes. My next choice is a duet that she did with Billy Gilman on the season 11 finale. Again, this one feels like it's a little bit cheating because it's a song that she has done uh, before. But it is her version of It's Quiet Uptown from Hamilton. And this was just a nice, uh, this was a nice little, like, find. I, I did not know that she had done this on The Voice. And so thinking to myself, oh, there's just a, you know, there's the tour version that we have out there. And then we have the, the Hamilton mixtape version. But then turns out. There is a version from, uh, and if I got this right, if it's written down correctly, season 11. And I don't remember, you'll have to help me here, Pam. Is it was Billy Gilman just like another singer on the show, or was is that like because I swear there's like a an actual artist named Billy Gilman? He he was actually, I'm reading up on him right now. He had a top 40 hit in 2000, it was a Billboard top 100 hit. And it also hit number 20 on the country charts called One Voice. So he was an example of like an artist that existed and then went on to The Voice, kind of like a Cassie okay. Cope. So that's probably okay. why you have heard of him. All right. That's because I, I saw his name and I'm like, is that like the Billy Gilman who was like a kid and had a big hit song? So yeah, yeah it is. Yes. I'm looking right now in 2000. He looks like he was he was 12. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was, yeah. He had a top five hit and he was 12. What a life. Um, I do like this performance a lot, and I think it helped because 
I remember I I didn't watch the 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 voice at this point. Um, it was before she was on, and I didn't know who he was. But I really liked how he has a bit of like a a higher voice. I was a little worried that it was going to be like deeper and more rugged. And I'm like, that's not the vibe of it's quiet uptown. And uh, I thought, even though I didn't put this on my list, I thought they did a really good job. And he sounds like he could be on Broadway. He, he, Mm -hmm. he sounded really good. So I thought it was actually, it was a very interesting choice, like song choice. I guess she was probably promoting it. Um, But it worked. It worked really well. I was surprised. Very cool version. I, I will never get tired of her singing that song. I mean, I'm I'm still a big Hamilton fan, and and that song still when when I hear her version still makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Yeah, my next song is from season seventeen. It is another coach performance. Um, I have a confession, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. So for a few years, um, we're gonna say back in two thousand five, I discovered a song. And it was it was a cover song, and like a couple it was only a couple years later did I realize it was a cover. It's more than words. I didn't realize it was by Extreme. Uh huh. Okay, so the way I found out about the song was in like 2005 when you remember Frankie J. Remember that singer? Yeah. Yeah, he put he had a hit with the song, and that's how I first heard of More Than Words, and I was like, oh, oh my god, this is a cover. Yeah, so I'm a little embarrassed to admit that. I mean, anyway, but season 17, they did a cover. It was Kelly, Blake, Gwen, and John, and it's so good. Carson is playing guitar, I think, which I thought was yeah. so cool. I'm like, I didn't know he played. Um, yeah, he's like he low key plays guitar, and like every once in a while, they will they'll break that out. Yeah, it was such a cool little surprise, and. There's a couple of examples of this on my list, and um, I I really love when they do like when they do a little bit more of like a stripped down thing. Yes, sometimes mm-hmm. the big spectacle and the big loud you know runs and everything are really nice to watch, but you can't. I feel like you can't have that every time. I think sometimes it's really nice to kind of bring it back to basics and do like a little like in the round kind of thing. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what they they did here. It wasn't like the biggest performance ever but everyone sounds really good together everyone harmonizes really well and what i love about this is you kind of never know who's going to be harmonizing together and who's going to be singing next it's not like it goes in order like kelly john blake gwen kelly john blake but it's it balances back and forth and i think it keeps you on your toes they did a really fun job with this i i really like it yeah, this is uh this is a, a, a great choice. Uh you I mean you pretty much have, have said it all, but yeah, I, I love this too. My next choice is also a coach's performance. And I don't I don't know, I feel like this one's kind of cheating because it wasn't actually on the show. They did this song for a promo. It counts. And, it counts. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. This is when this is the song that they did with Ariana Grande when they were announcing that she was joining the show. So it's Blake, Kelly, Ariana, and John, and they do Hopelessly Devoted from Greece. And I am such a sucker for Greece songs. But then you get contemporary artists, especially like Kelly and Ariana singing Hopelessly Devoted. Stop. This was, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's shorter than a karaoke, but it is so good. 
And it's just so beautifully done between the four singers all together. I, I just, I don't have a ton to say about it, but I just, I love it so much. And I'm checking right now. This also isn't the first time she's performed this. Mm-hmm. She did it on one of her tours. Is that, isn't that right? I believe it was a fan request. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not the first time um, we've heard that. So I admittedly haven't seen this specific performance in a while. I didn't watch it for today's prep. So I can't entirely comment on it because it's not coming to memory. But yeah. I'm sure it, and was, she did, it was lovely. Yeah. And she did it as a Kelly Oki too. Again, season one. Oh my one. God. All these season ones I forgot about. I'm telling you, go back and rewatch the season one Kelly Oki's, man. They are sneaky good. I wonder if the band is always like, let's do this song. And then they have to like, they go through their list and they're like, wait, we already did it. I wonder if they, they have that. Well, they've probably got, I mean, they we've heard about the mystical, magical. Uh, the list. One note, what, yeah, but, the list. But I know that. But what the, if they're just thinking it out loud? They're like, hey, let's do. Have we done this? And then someone has to check the list. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, you and I do that with like, hey, have we spoken about X, Y, and Z? We do that. We definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, have we have we done that No Doubt song? They're like, oh, yeah, we did it season one. Yeah, oh, dang it. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so kind of in line with the last song I chose, uh, More Than Words, I'm going to do a similar kind of performance. Um, but it's actually, it just came out, came out a few weeks ago. It's the season 23 promo for Can't Keep My Eyes Off of You. Um, mm-hmm. They like promoted it as the Frankie Valley version, but I kind of think it's more of the Lauren Hill version. Is it was it Fuji's or Lauren Hill? It was Lauren. It was Hill. Lauren Hill. Lauren. Yeah, it was. It's very much more towards the Lauren Hill. And version. I think we have Chance the rapper to thank for that because, like, you get like the little beatboxing here and there, and I think that kind of yep. made it a little bit more like R and B rather than like, Frank, you know, the actual original. Um, same sort of thing that I kind of said before. Like, not a lot of notes, and it's not like a huge, like, big vocal performance from Kelly, and that's okay. Um, I like that sometimes where you get a little bit more stripped down and it's almost like a little like not campfire, but campfire vibe, you know, you're just kind of vibing and you're harmonizing and going back and forth and you never know who's going to go next and who's going to harmonize and they'll, they'll take solos, they'll duet at certain points. And, uh, I thought it was really fun. And I thought like having it with Chance and Blake and Niall, like, I mean, that's like a, that, that's a group that you never would have thought ever would have collaborated together they sound really good, and I'm like, we're, we're like doing this episode a few days before the season premieres. I know this will be coming out, I think, about a week or so into season 23, but like, I actually may watch some of this season, because I'm just, it's a kind of a breath of fresh air having Niall and Chance on there, and I'm I'm vibing with this performance, so I'm, I'm, I might give it a shot for season 23. We'll say that. I don't know how long I'm actually going to last for, but. I'm kind of the same way, although I don't know if I'll necessarily watch more as I will go back and rewatch performances that get posted online. Yeah. Because I want to see more of Kelly and Niall singing together. Yeah. Because they sing very well together. I like their voices together. Um, he seems like a fun kind of guy. It looks like he's going to bring a lot of personality to the show. But their two voices together, when they did get matched up closely during that uh, that promo song, I really liked what I heard. Yeah. All right, my next choice, uh, I've got a couple of Girl Named Tom choices here that I wanted to uh, talk about. This first one here is from season 21. This is when um, they actually did a John Legend tune. It's called You Move, I Move. 
And it's with uh, pretty much Team Kelly, but Girl Named Tom is in there as well. It's I actually have the list if you want me to read the list off of the people. Sure. Okay. We got Girl Named Tom, Haley Mia, Jeremy Rosado, and I don't even know if I want to pronounce this person's name. I'm going to spell it. G-Y-M-A-N-I. Jamani? Jamani. Jamani. Sounds sure. right. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. I love this performance uh, just because it, it was a John Legend song I didn't know very well. And so I watched the video from The Voice. Then I went, I listened to the original song, and then I went back and rewatched the voice performance again. And it's a really, really great song. And I, first of all, I like all their voices together, but specifically I was, I was like really focusing on a girl named Tom. But it was what's so funny about watching Kelly perform with her mentees is that, and I don't know if this is a, a mixing choice or if it's just because of who she is. Kelly's voice just sounds so much bigger than everybody else's voice. Now, you know, when we have her sing next to people like Ariana Grande and John Legend and Niall Horan and, you know, other professionals, everything seems to kind of like blend really well. But when Kelly sang this particular song with the contestants, it's it was as if like all of their mics were set to four and Kelly's was set to eight. Yep. Because you, Kelly's voice is just so much more big and rich compared to these young, new, fresh singers that I'm sure their voices are going to mature as they get you know further into their careers. But it's almost like you can tell who the professional in the group is versus everybody else because they're just they're still finding their voice so to speak and i really kind of bumped on that the second time i went through the performance but i just i again i really really like a girl named tom i love their their harmonies together and i love how they found a way to mix them together in a song that was supposed to be you know going back and forth between contestants and kelly that they found a way to get all three of them involved into this song, both together and individually. And it's just a really, really nice performance. Probably one that doesn't uh, move a lot of needles for people. Probably one that isn't super memorable for others. But when I came across it, I was like, okay, yeah, that was actually a really, really nice performance. This was on my list. And honestly, I had forgotten all about it until the last couple of weeks where I saw a video on Instagram of the, the end of this when Kelly does like a really crazy whistle note like she does like a really cool part at the very end yeah and yeah. i saw that on uh, instagram and it was like going viral like people were amazed that like i didn't know kelly could sing like that one of those examples <laughs> other than that like i would have no memory of this song but i saw it happen recently and i was like i gotta watch this and it's really good it's impressive also that they were able to do harmonies among seven people that's mm -hmm. pretty pretty cool so this was a good a good pick yeah my next one is from season 14, Kelly's first season, and it's a solo performance. Um, she performed I Don't Think About You, and it was cool. She hasn't really done this. She, I always forget she has barely performed the song live. She's done it on TV a few times. She did it here, Ellen, Today's Show, a couple of other places, but there's not a lot. Like She didn't do this on tour, and... It was beautiful. You know, I think it really said a lot and it probably meant a lot to her that she was able to perform her brand new single on her first season and show the world like what this coach is made of. Not that she needed to prove anything, but I still thought it was really cool that she was able to do 
her original song on the show and it wasn't just like a, oh a little promo thing it was she's part of the family now um it starts off acapella which i'm a sucker for it's so good um and she hits a lot of different high notes and falsetto stuff and there's a string section and what i thought was rare was that her band was actually there as we know a lot of times the voice usually will use their house band for a lot of these performances I saw Aben, I saw a bunch of the bat, like, I saw Jesse. They had, you know, my band Y'all on there, which I thought was really special. So, um, because they knew the song better than anyone. And, yeah. uh, I don't have a lot of other notes. It's just a really solid performance. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I think my next one, I'm also going to pick a Kelly original and I'm going to go way back. This is the very first time that Kelly Clarkson appears on The Voice, and it's all the way back in season three. Mm. And this is when she joined, I think this was maybe at the finale, where she joined Cassidy Pope and Terry McDermott, uh, who was ultimately the runner-up to Cassidy. Uh, and they did Catch My Breath. And again, I always I love this song live so much. And what made me laugh sort of during this performance, again, seeing Kelly Clarkson perform next to some relative novices, although I think Cassidy might have had more experience than this Terry guy did, yeah. is that obviously Kelly is very com comfortable with the material because it's her song. But the uh, if you ever go back and watch this performance, the Terry comes out onto this, like it starts off with Kelly and she does the whole first like verse of the song. And then the two contestants come out on these uh, these catwalks on either side of the stage. And the Terry guy has to keep tur awkwardly turning around to look at the teleprompter because apparently they didn't think to put a teleprompter in his eye line oh, no. when he's walking out. So he has to keep awkwardly turning around to look behind him to see the teleprompter because he hadn't memorized the song. And so he's trying to sing and like, look at the prompter and look forward towards Kelly where he's walking and it kind of ruined his part of the whole performance for me. Cassidy comes out. She either already knew the song or was good already at memorizing lyrics because she comes out much more confidently and sings along with Kelly. It was interesting to hear catch my breath with multiple voices on it. And I think that's the reason why I wanted to choose this song. It's it's definitely not the top of my list, but it's up there because it was a very unique way to hear this song with different people weaving in and out of it. And it's actually funny because when you watch it, and I didn't watch this season, I think I remember watching this performance when it came out, you know, however many years ago, I think it was like 2011 or 12. And then I never watched it again. And so going back and watching it, you really see that Cassidy had like this, this guy, Terry, like she had him beat before the show aired. Like, I mean, you can just tell she is so much better of a performer. And again, I mean, it's probably why she's likely to be one of the better known performers to come out of the voice in America as a whole. Yeah. So it was just a very interesting performance to see, you know, a couple of novices with Kelly on a song that's not a duet and, you know, maybe one performer who was definitely out of his league. I get so weird and this might be a territorial thing. But I get so weird when I hear other people singing Kelly's music and it's like yeah. an, it's an automatic like 
nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like there's, there's <laughs> another one that I didn't include it on my list. And I don't know if you did, um, from season maybe five or eight. I don't remember when it was, but, um, it's another Kelly song that she duets with one of the other artists on the show. Is that on your list or can I say it? Uh, go ahead. I don't think it's on my list. She does Invincible with one of the contestants, Megan Lindsay, I think her name is. Mm, and it's not okay. it's not bad. It's just like, it's just weird, you know? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing for me. But like hearing Kelly perform her song and have, like a, have a random person duetting, it just gives me weird vibes. I don't know. I, I, I hear that. I, I get what you mean when you're saying that you're kind of protective of her and her songs. It's not even protective. I just think people don't sound as good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, you, you'll go on like Idol or sometimes The Voice and they're singing her suck. And I'm just like, guys, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to get over it. Um, okay. I got a couple more picks. Uh, my next okay. one I'm going to choose is from season 21. It was kind of a mashup-ish. Um, she does mainly respect with Ariana Grande. And mm-hmm. so good, like one of their first times performing together, I believe. And this definitely went a little viral. I have a memory of that. And then like Blake and John come in doing Hold On, I'm Coming by Sa- Sam and Dave. And then like they kind of mash it up a little bit at the end. It's just like vocal gymnastics and it just sounds really good. I don't have a lot of other notes, but like, I mean, the Ariana and Kelly are amazing together and this was wonderful absolutely wonderful yeah i I like this performance too this was also on my list so good Uh, i'm gonna stay in season 21 and go back to a girl named tom Uh, my uh, my pick here is the jonas brothers and marshmallow tune called leave me before you love me this was from the season 21 finale and I really liked the set direction or the stage direction or whatever it's called on this particular song. They had a really cool uh, lighted stage where they were kind of looked like they were all kind of sitting around uh, like some couches, almost like almost like a little living room set up. Then we've got these big lit up walls behind them. It was a, just a nice, cool, simple aesthetic. And then again, I really love how Kelly sounds with Girl Named Tom. Uh, they were just, I mean, such a great group together. And again, it's another one of those instances where you're listening to Kelly sing and she just sounds so much bigger than everybody else on stage. And I don't know if that's a, a mixed thing or if that's it just her voice and just just how impressive her voice really is uh, next to, you know, somebody who is not as well versed as she is. But it's a great performance. I actually really like this this song to begin with. And so to hear Kelly sing it, anytime Kelly sings a song that I already like is a a win for me. And I love this performance. Okay. My last one I have is from season 18. This was like before COVID. So they were still in the voice soundstage studio, whatever you want to call it. And it is another coach performance with Blake, John, and Nick Jonas they're singing Jealous by Nick, and it's it. it's such a fun performance, and it just, it's so funny hearing Blake perform this. I don't know why, <laughs> just hearing 
Blake Shellen do a Nick Jonas song for some reason just makes me smile, but like he nails it. Um, Kelly brings a real soulful vibe to it, and she does a lot. And I think being the only girl in this group, she's able to do a lot more with like the the higher notes compared to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blake and John, weirdly enough, like sound wonderful harmonizing together on this. Like I would have never put the two of them together, but. Just what a stellar performance. It's so much fun. They're like on stage, kind of like walking around each other. And it's, they just look like they're having a great time. Yeah. And I mean, this is such a good song to begin with. And again, you give me a great song and then put Kelly on it. I'm instantly going to love it. And yeah, I I love this. This is a great performance. Uh, My final one that I have for uh, today's episode, this will be, it's, it's actually weird that we got this far into the show about the voice and Kelly's contestants. And we have yet to actually mention the name Chevelle Shepard. And so I decided uh, for my last song, I'm going with hers and Kelly's duet of rocking with the rhythm of the rain. I, this is one of the earliest songs I remember knowing slash remembering. Uh, when I was gr- when I was growing up as a kid, my grandmother listened to like classic country. So I got a healthy dose of like Hank Williams, Crystal Gale, uh, Barbara Mandrell, Eddie Rabbit. And then I remember hearing this song as well. And this is such a good song. It's it's a Judd song. And it is just so great between these two artists because, you know, in the Judd song, it's, um, you know, it's, it's Winona and Naomi Judd. And then you've got Kelly and Chevelle together. So you've got two and two, you, you've got the same sort of setup as the original version. And I love how these two sound together on this particular song. It is just such a great country song. Um, you know, I, I think Kelly did a really, really great job with Chevelle coaching her through that season. I think if I'm remembering correctly, Chevelle was the first country singer to win who wasn't on Blake's team. And so the fact that Kelly won the show with a country singer was a huge, uh, a huge thing. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, Chevelle was Kelly's second champ. It was champ, is second that right? champ and her second season. Yeah. And I just thought this was such a good song. I mean, Chevelle, I... Chevelle was good. She's not my, I mean, she's not my favorite of Kelly's contestants, but I forgot how good she really was. I mean, she had some really, really good songs. She did a, a killer um, cover of Blue by Leanne Rimes. I know she did Space Cowboy by Casey Musgraves. Um, she did some, she did a, another Judd song. I think she did a, a song by the Chicks. So she did some really, really great songs, but I just, I love the two of them together on, on this particular song. This was on my honorary mention list. It's really fun. I didn't know the song prior. Oopsie. Um, but <laughs> it's really, it's really fun. And this is another one that you can also find on streaming because afterwards they recorded a version of this for the iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, and everything. So yeah, um, this was a good pick and good one to end on. Do you have any other honorable mentions? I have two more that I'm just going to briefly. I don't mention. have any honorable mention. I mean, there there was a couple others on my list that I thought about considering. I mean, I put um, uh, Kelly's uh, "I Would Have Loved You" that she did with Jake. That Coots. was on my list. Let's talk about that for a second. Cause that okay, that was ahead. my honorable mention. So, like, I know going back to a few weeks ago, we were talking about this 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 song and like 
this performance like sounds so good like textbook very good very great vocals very good harmonies the reason why i didn't make my list is because they have no chemistry here and i don't know if that's like they were reading off the teleprompter because they didn't know he she didn't know the words i don't know if he was nervous i don't know what it was but like i feel like usually when kelly duets with someone like they're looking at each other they're interacting they're like feeling it they were just like standing there singing and it was just a little awkward I don't know. Yeah. I think the reason why I didn't pick this song is because I didn't have a ton to say about it. But now that you say that, and I remember watching the video, yeah, you're right. They did not have very good uh, chemistry together on stage. And and it was a little awkward. That's I think that's what it was that felt so off about it for me. Even though I liked the performance, there was something that was just like, there's, not, there's something not clicking yeah. here. And you nailed it. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I have another honorable mention, my my last one on the list, which was when Kelly performed during season 16, she did Broken and Beautiful with her her whole band. And this was oh, yeah. soon because, you know, during the Meaning of Life tour in 2019, um, that was a, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday schedule. Well, earlier mm-hmm. in the week, she does The Voice. You know, I think that was like a Monday, Tuesday or Tuesday. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, I think they do The Voice. So when they were done with the Media Life tour, she still had a couple weeks left of the voice. So the whole band came back and they did Broken and Beautiful because it was still fresh in their heads. They did it on the last few shows. Um, And it was just a really good performance. It was really fun. She looked great. And I really wanted to give a special shout out. Nicole was here doing background vocals and she sounded so good and looked like she was having such a fun time. So it was Mm -hmm. just really special to see her on stage performing this all right well that wraps it up those were some of our favorite performances from kelly's time on the voice both before she was a coach and during her coaching reign uh obviously we're anticipating the new season as she returns to the show Looking forward to some uh, really great performances yet again. We would love to know what your favorite performances were, favorite voice moments of Kelly. Feel free to hit us up on our socials and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Into Podcast. And as always, if you listen on the Spotify app, please consider leaving us a rating. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a rating and review so that other Kelly fans can find us easier um we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and hope y'all have a great week bye bye guys you've been listening to miss indie podcast the kelly clarkson fan podcast miss indie podcast was written and produced by jeremy and pam remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted continue the conversation by following the podcast on facebook instagram and twitter at miss indie podcast Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com.